Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. Um, you know, the point of this, this Thanksgiving holiday should be, should be self-evident to, to thank our Creator for what He has given to us, the way that He has, has provided. Um, it should be a spiritual experience. My hope and my prayer for you that this week that you will have opportunity to have conversations with your kids and talk about ways that you're, you're thankful and, and all that. But it's not a natural thing for our children to be grateful. They're not always grateful. They're not always as thankful as they should be. Often there's this, this sense of, of what we call entitlements that falls over our children. As Dr. Tim Kimmel puts it, the problem with our kids in our typical middle-class home is that they're born on third base and think they hit a triple. Now, there's nothing wrong with, with your children being born on third base, but this mindset of like, well, I, I deserve all of this. I'm, I'm just, just, this is what, what I, I need to, to have. There's this unbridled sense of, of entitlement that, that causes young people to remain immature, neglect responsibility, treat people disrespectfully. We're talking about this in our, our pastor's gathering this morning as we gather and we pray that, that most young adults have a problem of they haven't grown up. It's exhausting as, as 20-somethings, as 30-somethings of like, wait, these are adults. These are parents. These are people who are going to be leaders in our world. These are people who are going to own businesses, who are going to vote, who are going to be, who are adults and haven't yet grown up. And there's this, this sense of in, in entitlement that they're, that they're growing with. with. Here, here's how some of it is. Tim, Tim Elmore has done a lot of study with, with youth and adult culture, and, and this is some of what he has, has written. And he says, according to a study from the University of New Hampshire, young professionals born between 1988 and 1994 scored 25% higher on the entitlement-related issues than their 40 to 60-year-old counterparts and over 50% higher than those who are over 60. So the younger people are, the more they tend to have this sense of entitlement. Another study found that people in their 20s are more than three times as likely to have narcissistic personality disorder. Narcissistic personality disorder is basically the belief that I am the center of the world. If someone has a sense of entitlement, it means that he believes certain privileges, he's arrogant about them. The culture of entitlement suggests that many people now have this highly unreasonable set of expectations in which they're entitled to. He worked with an Atlanta-based employer who, who, said, who told him, I, I needed to dismiss this young applicant, not because he felt like he was unable to do the job. He was certainly capable and able to do the job. And we see in a lot of, of young adults, they don't lack the knowledge to do it. They don't lack the, the intellectual ability. They, they've learned the intellectual lesson. They develop 
they lack the emotional and spiritual maturity. He let this guy go because he felt like he had, just because he graduated from college, he deserved a job and he deserved more pay than the position allowed. Like it, it's this range. He's like, well, I really feel like I deserve more than that. And he deserved more perks than the rest of the team. So there's this sense of, of entitlement and we recognize that the way to combat this in our families is to instill a thankful heart. A thankful heart is a grateful heart, not an entitled heart. And, and the older that your children get, the more you will realize that this is a natural default that they naturally will run to. I have teenagers in my house, and there's a sense of just, uh, it's, it, if we don't continue to talk about gratitude, that it's like, well, this is what I'm, I, I, I'm entitled to. I'm used to that. You've given this to me for the last 12 years, and you're not going to continue to give it to me? No, I really want you to actually follow through on the chores that I give you. Oh, well, you have loaded the dishwasher for 12 years, and now you want me to load the dishwasher? Yes. But I'm busy. So gratitude has, has huge benefits. Um, we know this biblically. Um, Psalm 138 says, Give thanks, O Lord. I give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down towards you in your holy temple, and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have, ex are, have exalted all things, your name and your world. On the day I called, you answered me, and the strength of my soul increased. As, this, as the psalmist is writing, his soul is strengthened. He's strengthened spiritually because he's grateful. If we want our children to grow spiritually, be grateful. Help them to be grateful and to be thankful. 1 Corinthians 1, 4, 5 says, I give thanks to God always for you because of the grace of God that is given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, in speech, and in all knowledge. We have received this great amount of grace from God that our, that our knowledge and our speech is increased with maturity and gratitude because of what, of what God has done. It's easy if we've grown up in the church and we've heard about grace for a long time. You know, we know grace is undeserved favor. But if you continue to receive grace and you continue to hear about grace, it, it, it kind of becomes comfortable. And, and it's not as remarkable anymore because it's not new and we become sort of familiar with it. And we get used to it. And sometimes the wonder of grace wears off a little bit. And so getting back to the, to the need uh, to, to, to be grateful is, is an important thing. Um, Secular sources have even recognized the, the need for, for gratitude. Um, 2009, the Journal of Happiness Studies. Apparently that's a thing. There's a Journal of Happiness Studies. Found that gratitude is linked to happiness in children by age five. A thankful child is a happy child. A preschooler who is thankful and grateful is a happier child. An elementary school student is a happier child if they are grateful. A bridge student, a middle school student, a high schooler is happier if they're grateful. 
because they're grateful for what they have rather than thinking about, I, I know that I have this, 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 and this, but I'm missing this one thing that my friend has who doesn't have what I have, but, but he has this and I don't have that. And so I really wish that I would have that. Or, or my friend who, who has all the things, I wish I had that. It's easy for us to look around and see what we don't have rather than to be grateful for what we are. Um, also, the, 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 the Journal of School Psychology in, in 2008 say grateful children, and this is, they're looking at ages 11 to 13, tend to be happier, more optimistic, and have better social, social support. They also report having more satisfaction in their schools, families, communities, friends, and themselves. According to the study in psychological development, grateful teens, 14 to 19, are more satisfied with their lives, use their strength to improve their communities, are more engaged in their schoolwork and their hobbies, get better grades. They've also been shown to be less envious, less depressed, less materialistic than their, than their less grateful counterparts. Gratitude has a huge effect on our soul and on our mind. It's also true for us. I know this isn't a, you know, we're talking about as parenting, but it also makes a different difference for us as well. In, in 2010, the, the Clinical Psychological Review linked gratitude to everything from improved psychological well-being to better physical health. Grateful people tend to sleep better and even live longer. Journal of Positive Psychology found that grateful adults are happier and more hopeful. Hope and gratitude are linked. And then lastly, the study found that people who are more grateful for things that happened to them in the past felt happier in the present and more hopeful for the future. Giving your, ch your, your kids a childhood in which they're grateful helps them reflect more and become more reasonable as, as adults. Let me, let me share with you, try to be, try to be practical now, because often I'll, you know, we'll hear these things and we'll go, okay, those are great, great. Uh, how do we do that? I want this time to be a really, a really practical time. Here's a couple of kind of biblical convictions to be, to be thinking about and communicating to your children, and then I want to share, here's some practical ideas to kind of get your minds, your minds thinking. First of all, we need to recognize that God is fundamentally a giver. Within the Trinity, the members of the Godhead fully give themselves to one another and, they, and they're involved in creation. They're involved in our salvation. God is a giver. God created, not because he was lacking in himself. God didn't say, well, I'm really incomplete, so I need to create something. God has, give, has created in order to show his glory, in order to give of himself. And we are a creature, we're, we're, we're a receiver if we're created. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says, For who sees anything different in you, what you, what you do have that you did not receive? If you had received it, why is it you boast as if you have not received it? Everything that we've been given, everything we have has been given to us. We, we can't take credit for anything. We can't take credit for our stature. 
We can't take credit for our abilities. We can't take credit for our health. We can't take credit for the possessions that we have. Ultimately, everything that we have has been given to us and that ultimately comes from God himself. So he is the giver and we are the, the receiver. And that gratitude is a posture of the soul. It is not simply something that we say. This week, you can sit down with your children at Thanksgiving dinner and you can go around and everybody can smile and say something that they are thankful for. And it can be a beautiful moment. But we all know that doesn't mean that your child is actually at a heart level grateful. It's a posture of the soul and so therefore it's a work and a gift of God himself. You can make a child say thank you just like you can make a child say they're sorry, right? I don't know how it was in your childhood, right? My sister and I would get in this fight, say you're sorry to your sister. Sorry. Was I sorry? No, I was sorry that I had to say I was sorry. I was sorry I got caught. I was sorry I got in the middle of it. I was sorry that I had not hit her harder or that I had not done it in a place where my parents couldn't see, right? I wasn't sorry. The posture of my heart was not sorry. And I, could, and they, and, and I would need to you know, say, you know, say thank you Okay, thank you. Doesn't mean we're thankful, right? It's a posture of our soul and of our heart. And so it's a supernatural thing. Just like these other lessons of spiritual growth, this is something that we can encourage, something we can pray for, we can, can set an atmosphere in which it will likely happen, but we're going to need the Spirit of God to be at work in the heart of our child. And so if our child is truly grateful, that is a miracle of God. Praise the Lord for that. Be grateful for that. And then the last thing is we need to look beyond our circumstances to God's presence. Psalm 139 says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? God's presence is with us. We can talk a lot about suffering, a lot about difficulty and how that helps us grow, but it's, it's easy often as, a, as Americans to be grateful for the circumstances that we're in. I'm so thankful, and, and, that's, and that's good. But recognize the greater blessing is not in the circumstance, it's in the fact that God himself is present. And so be, be teaching these, these attitudes. Um, a couple of, uh, of things to, to kind of give you some, some pointers. There's a whole lot more we could say here. This is to get you started, get you thinking. How can we exhibit these and help these, um, these attitudes? First of all, consistent church involvement. Because we need to consistently be reminded of the truth of who God is. I don't know about you, but last Sunday, it feels like a month ago. I don't even remember what happened last Sunday. You could remind me, and I could go, oh, yeah, I remember that now. But it feels like a long time ago. And so consistently being involved in spiritual activities is an important thing to help continue to remind our heart. Um, also demonstrating gratitude um, by, by others that help you. Practice saying good things that happen throughout the day. Hey, what's something great that happened today? I know school was terrible. I know it was boring. I know you didn't like it. What, ha what happened good today? What was something good that happened today? God is on the throne. He did something, did something good today. Um, serve other people. Getting outside of yourself and serving someone else helps you recognize, wow, God has, has blessed me. He's, 
He's careful. It takes the focus off of ourselves. We find that when we're not grateful is when we're focusing on ourselves and what we don't have rather than on God and what he has, has given to us. Um, be generous with your time and your possessions. This, this goes along with the other one, but giving to others puts the focus on others rather than on ourself. Uh, and then be patient in this process. We are not fully finished. We are still being formed. At the moment of salvation, we are put in right place with God. Then there's this process of sanctification in which we are being changed. And only eventually, only after death, will we be glorified and made like Christ. It's a process. Each of us in this room are not as grateful as we could be and should be, if we're honest with ourselves. Our children are not either, so be, be patient in the process. A couple of practical ideas to, to just get you thinking. Again, there could be, could be a lot of these things, but I want to kind of get you thinking. Um, teach your child to say thank you. Just everything they're going, hey, thank you. Just make it a rhythm of like, hey, remember to say thank you. you know, remember, and at the beginning, they'll be like, thank you, you know. But it, it teaches them, look, we say, we say thank you. We're, we're grateful. Um, this is one I hated. I hated this one, okay? When I was a child, my mother would literally sit me down and force me to write thank you notes. Hated it. A really good practice. Have them write a thank you note. Um, at, at Thanksgiving, we've put a pumpkin. If your pumpkin's not rotten yet, maybe, um, and then we've written it with a Sharpie, just things we're thankful for all over the pumpkin, or you can write maybe post-its and put them on the door and, and something that's kind of visible, like, hey, these are all the things that we're thankful for. And some of them are just, can be goofy, you know, like, hey, I'm thankful for it. But some of them, you know, became really, like, man, I'm thankful that, that Jesus died for me. And I'm thankful, too, that we have, we have rabbits. Those are, those are fun, you know, like all over the place. So something to, to help them kind of, kind of write that down. Um, use, ask thankful questions, you know, questions that are asking them, what they're grateful for, what are you thankful for, kind of throughout the day, you know, asking those, those kinds, of, uh, kinds of questions. Um, you know, maybe in your family you can create like a, a daily sort of ritual that, that encourages gratitude. You know, often at dinner we'll do like, what's something that's good that happened today? What's something that was frustrating that happened today? No, no, you have to show the good one first before you show the frustrating one. Because the frustrating one is immediately on your mind. Well, I don't know about a good one, but, but here's what happened in math class. I'm going to complain about oh, Great. So what happened? Good. So creating rituals that, that are kind of a rhythm, that are, that are part of your, of your day. Um, bedtime prayers, including thanksgiving in that. Thanking God for certain things that he has, he has done and, and seeing them as blessings from God. Um, here's one. Say no to the requests of your kids at times. They want the new shiny thing? No. Why? What you have is good enough. You don't need it. I don't know. I, 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 as a parent, no, I don't need the newest phone. My, my old phone still works. Now, if it breaks, that's yeah, a different issue, but mine still works. It still does everything I need to do. Yeah, the other one's newer and shinier and has more cameras. And, the other one's good enough. So, so as a family, too, not... So buy the option that is good enough at times rather than the one that is the best. Look, this is what we need. This will meet our needs. It's good enough. Now, can we afford the other one? Probably, but this one's good enough. It, it, we're grateful for, for what we have. Um, 
Do not allow Thanksgiving to be this blip on the calendar of, well, we'll kind of go from the, the Halloween candy routine, right? And then we'll trade that in for the Christmas tree. So it's get candy, get gifts. Oh, wait. There's this little thing in the middle. We just have to say thank you quick. So let's all say thank you really quickly. Right, right, right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Great, great, great. Good. We're all thankful. Great. Now let's move on to Christmas. Don't allow it to just be this blip of this, like, once a year we're grateful that gratitude becomes part of the fabric of your family in which you're like, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the fact that God put us together, that God meets our needs. <coughs> um, looking a little bit ahead to to Christmas, ways to help them be, to be grateful is to um, downplay the focus on gifts and, and, and promote giving and caring for others. Yeah, this is a time that we, we give and receive gifts, but it's also a time that we get to care for other people. We get to focus on others' others' needs. Have them give each other gifts. You know, it helps them to focus. These are all about focusing on other people and getting beyond yourself. Because when we don't think about ourselves as much, we become more grateful. If I think about myself, I can come up with a really long list of ways that, that I, some things that I could need and, and, and could use and, and really am lacking. But if I'm focused on somebody else and thinking about them, the focus isn't on, on myself and I become much more, much more grateful. And so, um, this is a battle as parents that will take us our entire lives of being grateful. As we pray, <coughs> pray thanksgiving prayers. If you look at the Lord's Prayer, part of the prayer is being grateful for what God has done, who He is and what He's done. If we're only praying when we need something, if we're only praying to ask for something else, hey God, if you could really just give me this, that'd be great. Hey God, I know you gave that to me, but if you could give me this other thing, you know, God doesn't become our savior, our provider, he becomes this, this genie. And so demonstrating those things. And as always, we are going to have to continue to grow in our gratitude in order for our children to grow in theirs often because they, they see it from us. I saw a statistic this week that didn't even relate to, to gratitude, but it was talking about snacking and how um, kids said over 50% over of people who said, yeah, I have, have bad snacking habits. I picked them up from my parents. And so I think a lot of the habits that we pick up, you know, they, we've picked up from, from our parents. And so as we're grateful, our children are gonna be more likely to be grateful. Um, and so I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving as a family. Um, I know that not every family situation um, is going to be easy. And the, the, the picture on the commercial where everybody is gathered together, extended family and all that, everybody's super happy is not the reality for everyone. And so I realized that and realized that we as a, a staff are praying for you. And I hope that this week is a really good week um, of you and your family together. Um, but I know it, they'll have some, some difficulties along the way too.
Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.